When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and America's favorite NFL sportsbook app. I'm Johnny Venerable here on a football Monday. Bo Brock, Damon Anderson returning. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic, solid, Johnny. Solid, solid. After a, a good weekend with family and friends, uh, they, what was it, the guys that back together? Uh, yep. The NFL hosted and had alumni at respective clubs and got to share some time, I believe, with over 50 alumni from, you know, past and just connect with some guys and see their families. And as I was, as I was talking with Johnny before we started, Bo, it's just a great time to reconnect and see how far we've made it from being knuckleheads a long time ago back in the league. Yeah, it's like a class reunion we were describing it, right? It's like you guys knew yeah. each other as youngsters, as babies, and now you're all grown up. You have your own babies. You have other careers. Yeah, everybody got responsibility now in Bill. So <laughs> the conversation has shifted, I would say, dramatically, for sure. Well, DA, we're happy to have you back. We had a blast this weekend. If you came out to the open practice, you, you said what's up to us. We appreciate it. And we had a good time. We had a good time watching open practice. Bo's been at practice today. Uh, but we want to turn the clocks back a little bit to Saturday afternoon when Bo Brock and I had an opportunity to connect, as did uh, all the media there, with DeAndre Hopkins. And it's very prevalent today because we've been kind of going up and down this roller coaster as it relates to Hop and his suspension. Did he appeal? What the hell's going on with this whole thing? Well, Hop got candid about his suspension. And then you couple that today, Bo Brock, with the announcement that, at least for now, Deshaun Watson's going to face the exact same amount of missed games, six games missed, for everything else he's got going on off the field. So let's start right there. Bo, in your opinion, what do you make of this entire situation with Hopkins as it relates to Deshaun? And, and do you think, based on his comments on Saturday, this right. whole thing is just a snafu by the NFL? Buster Cluck? Right. Yeah. Reverse that a little bit as far as how the league operates. And if you read, you know, the comments by the judge, I mean, she's basically offering advice as far as the NFL and how they need to kind of get their shit together and having, you know, a president for these types of issues. I mean, they're, they're not going to go away. I don't care if you work in the NFL or if you work in any type of business, you have to have place things in, in place to handle situations like this. So it's not uh, so unprecedented. So, 
I mean, as far as the punishment fitting the crime, obviously apples to oranges here, looking at how you punish DeAndre Hopkins and how you punish Deshaun Watson. Uh, it, but it's just tough on any day of the week to see them get the same amount of games banned. And, and I don't want to hear the nonsense about Deshaun didn't play last year. I mean, he kept himself pretty much away from that organization, didn't want to play for the Houston Texans, and also was paid every single dime of his contract last season. So, you know, the Andre Hopkins situation is very is very interesting because of how candid he was and what he said. And then after the Watson news was released today, him putting on his own Instagram, what do you say? I'm innocent. Well, yeah, yes. here is free me. I'm innocent from at DeAndre Hopkins on Instagram and all, all of his social media channels. It's just it's it's interesting to see him respond, kind of how the rest of the public are responding. Yeah, guys, I, I try and, you know, before I make a, that knee jerk reaction, I try and gather as much information as I possibly can to to make a fully educated comment on the topic. And I can only look at it, you know, as a former player, as a father, you know, someone who I am and what I would tell my kids. Right. In, in all of these situations, you know, life isn't fair and you can only control what you can. Bo, I think that you hit the nail on the head when you referenced circumstantially. Like one, it's apples to oranges. They they do not relate or equate to to one another. And I thought that the judge, the judge did a, a great job of explaining uh, the reasons for. But I think that she was limited in terms of the action she could take, right? Because the precedent had been six games, I believe, in 2010 with Ben Roethlisberger. It was six games went to four. It was reduced to four. So I think that that was the only um type of uh precedence that you could reflect upon right with this new cba but i do say that the nfl does have what three days to appeal so they do, they do. have potential date they, they, and i believe that they asked from all the uh, the information that i was finding is that they have you know they they requested or suggested a year and then after this ruling right that both parties pay for that it, it goes back to the nfl so I'm thinking just with the public backlash of what's happened, like the 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 sentence doesn't fit the crime, and it will be reevaluated and appealed on behalf of the of the on behalf of the of on behalf of the NFL. I just feel as though that they, in terms of saving face and the integrity of the league, protecting that shield that has you know blessed so many brothers and sisters and families' lives. I think that the NFL will do that. Speaking of appeals, we had an opportunity to connect with Hopkins on Saturday. Here's what he said about his appeals process and everything that went into his fight to get back with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, you know, um, you know, I wish I wish that, you know, I had more time to appeal it. It wasn't that we just dropped the appeal. You know, we fought, you know, till we could, obviously. Uh, but like I said, the NFL is very black and white, you know, and um, it's unfortunate, you know, that the rules have changed, you know, with stuff like that. Because obviously you guys seen where they said, uh, on the NFL.com website that, you know, it was uh, a mask engagement. And then they retraced their, you know, their statement a couple of days ago. So, like I said, you know, stuff like that as we talked about at a later date. Bo, he, he was as animated, not animated, but passionate as I've, I've ever seen him. Hopkins is a very laid-back individual, somebody that his teammates feed off his personality in the best possible way. But I, I think this is what the fans had kind of been waiting for, from the start, and he probably got some some advice either from the team or his agent, like, let's sit tight until it's time to talk. Well, it's time to talk was Saturday, and he made it be known to everybody. I didn't take anything. This was a complete fluke. Basically, it feels like the NFL, and you said you heard it right there, it's too black and white, right? Mm -hmm. there, there should be 
extenuating circumstances, especially when he's been really one of the faces of the NFL. And that's why I think it's so frustrating both for Cardinal fans. It's like, just throw us a bone here. Like the guy <laughs> clearly, you know, either made a mistake or he right. didn't know what was going to happen. Six games just feel so extreme for something like this. And, and he's, you know, he explained that they really don't know where it truly came from, the source. I mean, this is the the trace amounts that they found that caused the positive test was something he could have found in shampoo. It, it, yeah. it wasn't even something that he would ingest as far as uh, a vitamin. You know, DeAndre Hopkins continues to say, I've heard this a couple of times, he, he barely even takes vitamins. So as far as, you know, what he's putting in his body, uh, one, it's not a lot of things to, to start with. And then number two, anything that would be tainted that would produce a positive test for an anabolic, because that's what we're looking at here. I mean, that's what would be the six-game suspension. Anything to deal with any kind of anabolic, you know, uh, testosterone or anabolic uh, performance-enhancing drug, that that's what gets the immediate six game suspension, no wiggle room. And, you know, what, what was he saying? I mean, the minuscule amount that was found in his system, it's, it is unfortunate. You know, you, you talk about, you know, maybe creating a slippery slope. If, if you let Deandre Hopkins off, you know, where does that end? I, I don't, I think that w- when you're dealing with a case as far as this, you know, Deandre Hopkins, why not? You know, why not? I mean, this is, it's pretty absurd. And to to reiterate, there was no masking agent here. Like the NFL originally reported, their media outlets reported a masking agent. There wasn't, you know, and this used to be this punishment used to be four games. Now it's six. It's just it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And a guy that just has is abided by the rules every single day he's been in the NFL since he entered the league as a first round pick out of Clemson. He's been a model citizen, continues to do great things within the community and to punish him like he's somebody that's, you know, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa during the home run chase, you know, sticking his needle in his butt. It, it's absurd to me. Guys, I mean, as he said, it's black and white, but I saw a little hope in there. He said to be addressed at a later date. I'm not sure what that means, but I mean, maybe well, I think that curious. goes to people in the comments, Damien. It's not, people want to know, is this going to get, could this still get reduced? Do you think? Right. And I mean, and I think it's, you know, Bo's job at practice when he has the opportunity to, to ask those, you know, those type of questions, Johnny, because I don't, I think at this point we're just guessing, right? Like I think that as Hop stated, you know, it's black and white. I'm sure if, if you find any amounts of these banned substances, right, it's just black and white, you know, six games. It is what it is. This, this substance was found. This is on the ban list. This is what you get. Right. And as I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, a scientist. I don't know how, these trace amounts can enter your system, whether it's through happenstance or picking things up. I'm not sure how that, what, what would cause that. Uh, I like, I'm more so hang on Bo's point where it was four games before and now it's six games. It looks like we're, you know, progressing backwards in one area, but move, trying to be progressive in, in another area, which with the whole Watson stuff is, is kind of counterproductive as I see it. Here's more from D Hop from Saturday's presser. Uh, no, nah, because I I've never took anything. I never took a supplement. I've never took any of that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, if you know about what it is, it can be in shampoo. It can be in a lot of different things. So, uh, you know, obviously the NFL is very black and white. You know, so um, of course I wish the rule wasn't so black and white, uh, but you know it is what it is. Um, but you know, nah, I don't I don't think I'll change anything. Obviously. Um, it's hard to know, you know, when, when something gets contaminated, you know, at a at a trace amount when you're not working at the manufacturing company. Yeah, it's you just you're gutted for the guy. You you want to see him out there week one. You know the Cardinals are absolutely at their best when they have number 10 in the lineup. 
you, you know, at the end of the day, Kyler Murray is at his best when he has Diop. We've seen the stark contrast in numbers for this offense, and specifically, Bo, Kyler Murray, when Hop doesn't play. So uh, it's, it's something that's going to be prevalent on everybody's mind until we get definitive answers, and, and we're not there yet. But, man, it's just it's salt in the wound when you see everything that goes on with Deshaun Watson, at least right now in present time, uh, his six-game suspension matching that DeAndre Hopkins for – Something as, as as minuscule as this is just outrageous. It is outrageous, and especially with the most popular sport sports league on the planet, you know, maybe outside of what the European soccer. I mean, it's probably neck and neck. But as far as the biggest American sport, that as far as the people calling the shots, they just don't have. They seriously don't have anything really truly put in place to really police this league. I mean, it's it's almost as out of control as what happens in the NCAA. It's just like they're just going by the seat of your pants, and it's I, that's just no way, you know, to run a league. Obviously, we don't want a ton of rules in place, and everybody's violating something. But, you know, when it, when it comes to PEDs and your star players and how, you know, you're just going to completely throw, you know, proverbial cuffs on them, you know, for six games because of something that he couldn't have even prevented – I just think it's crazy. You know, the head coach Cliff Kingsbury spoke on it a little bit today. I thought Cliff's comments were were interesting as well. Yeah, he actually. Uh, yeah, I haven't followed. Um, you know, the details of that case. I, I, I'm just. I feel bad for a hop in in his deal. I don't know really the details of his case either. I just know I believe what he tells me, and um, it's unfortunate that he's having to miss games. He said he hoped. Uh, Cliff went on to say, you know, I, I hope that. There's he, he kind of gets what was it the, the just he, he feels like he wants not justice but pretty much that it, it's all right at the end of the day for yeah. DeAndre Hopkins which kind of kept you know peaked my ears a little bit you know that this thing isn't completely over you know despite you know DeAndre Hopkins outlining that the appeal process or the window to appeal is very short Damon it's like three days you have to make your case and if you don't if you lose you're screwed and you're SOL. And then go. So, you know, the Arizona Cardinals and what Cliff Kingsbury, his comments there, it, it seems like they feel there might be some wiggle room here as far as their star wide receiver going forward. Yeah, guys. I mean, it just sucks and it's unfortunate. You have to believe family, you know, you know, and I think in terms of due process, as you mentioned, Bo, there, that's not a, necessarily a reality when you violate, you know, a, a clause in the CBA. And it, as you mentioned, having three days to appeal, uh, getting that background information, getting supporting, you know, documentation and or cause, is that enough time? I mean, we don't know the, you know, what it entails, right, in terms of that process. But apparently, as, as Hop said, they they've done everything that they can do and they've yeah. utilized all their means and exhausted all their means to, to fight this thing. And it's the, the case is black and white in terms of yeah. the ruling and it's six games. And I think that all that they can do is continue to move forward, look for avenues to explore, to get this thing reduced and continue to be a, as you mentioned, Bo, like a positive role model in the community. And if it doesn't get called into week seven, when he, when he can go, he has to just sit on ready, waiting on go. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to constantly be refreshing the DraftKings Sportsbook app for that week one matchup to see if the line moves, if and when Hopkins' suspension is reduced or even eliminated because, goodness gracious, you know those lines in Vegas will start to move one way or another. And you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. We've got so much good content coming from DraftKings. And there'll be trade deadline, right? I just mentioned the NFL season you can bet on right now. College football, we're in August, gentlemen. It's college football kickoff month. Use that promo code PHNX. You make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Kyler Murray, 2200 to win league MVP on DraftKings. Check it out. 
That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You got to see show notes for details. So much good stuff on DraftKings right now. Big congratulations to our uh, listener, Gabriel, who actually won our first uh, Toast of the Month sweepstakes. We announced that last week while we were live at Four Peaks. Congratulations to Gabriel. Got some great swag from Four Peaks and PHNX. It's a great partnership that we love here, and I just love to go to Four Peaks. I'm celebrating my birthday tomorrow. I'm, I'm probably going to go hit up Four Peaks. Uh, hey, birthday yeah, exactly. boy. Get myself a, a nice Joy Bus Wow Wheat, uh, delicious you know Italian beef beer bread and some fries and just just stuff my face with some delicious beer and food can't wait to do it no better place to do that than at four peaks uh, of course they're out there in tempe on h street as they've always been uh you want to get into that sweepstakes by the way the toast of the month we highly encourage you to check us out go phnx.com you can get a 50 dollars four peaks gift card a phnx shirt of your choice in the phnx annual membership of course, check out the show notes for more details on that. And if you want to enjoy delicious Four Peaks beer, must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. We haven't even mentioned it. QB1 sideline today. We buried the uh, headline. I know. <laughs> Kyler Murray. So we didn't get to see him on Saturday. He threw uh, quite a bit during last week's portion of training camp, and Cliff Kingsbury wanted to give him the day off. So the first open practice to the public – we don't see Kyler Murray, and then it come, uh, Cliff Kingsbury comes out today and drops this little bomb on us. Yeah, he actually, uh, yesterday, he tested positive for COVID, so he will be out the minimum of five days, but the symptoms are um, minor as of now, luckily, and so we will uh, we'll be monitoring that. Yeah, he, he, he felt really poor um, at some point. I mean, cold symptoms, all that. Um, and then the protocol is five days minimum. But if you um, feel better and test out, you can test out prior to that. Well, Bo, you buried the headline as well as we did not see Kyler Murray in action Saturday. But Bo, myself, producer Emma, as we were walking out of the <laughs> stadium, we did pass in the hallway Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. Um, it's a good thing I didn't want to give Kyler that hug. I was I was right. on giving him. I'm glad you, snip, you told you me to show him, Johnny? Some, did you want? Yeah, I was going to come him? up, sh- short brothers. You know, I was going to come up and give him kind of a big side side ass out hug, and thankfully that didn't happen. Otherwise, you know, your boy could not be feeling too well either. But he looked good when we saw him. But in all seriousness, that this is this is unfortunate because we didn't get him Saturday. And then we're probably not going to get him for red and white on this Saturday. I would assume not. I would if he's if he's back and he's cleared. I would imagine he's just going to be hanging out. COVID's dicey. Respiratory stuff could linger a little bit. And I think the the money sample of that line. I know people are kind of up in arms on Twitter. Like, why is the NFL still testing for this? Kyler doesn't feel good. Like he, he has COVID symptoms and he doesn't feel good. He feels icky. So my guess is when you don't feel well, because the NFL. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bo. They're they're not just testing to test now. They right. test you. I feel like when you have when you have symptoms, and then he was positive, so he has to sit out. But right. it's not like it's we're going to be mid October playoff run. Kyler's fine. No. And they're like, oh, you have COVID. That's not what they're doing this year. Thank goodness for that, and thank goodness that they caught it. So his teammates hopefully don't get sick either. But Damien, I'm bummed, man. I wanted to see Kyler Murray next Saturday. I'm bummed too, and I had my my daughter with me. She was super excited. We were trying to find him out there this past Saturday, Johnny. And the fact that he won't be out there this weekend, probably you know, with all you know, trying to pinpoint a day. And I know that Cliff said he could potentially be back sooner if he tests out of the you know COVID protocol. But 
obviously having not having the most electric player on the football team, not not on the practice field, it kind of te- you have to temper your expectations and go in there and just be a real football fan and try and you know watch practice and right. identify guys that you know look at Xavier Collins and look at. You got to be a diehard. Uh, right. You got to be a diehard. Yeah, for baby. sure. Yeah, you, you got to be a diehard, and you got to get get to know some other players because it's going to be hard to watch a Cardinals team, as anyone knows, without Kyler Murray lining up at quarterback. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that in-depth, you know, practice viewing with Damien because I want to hear his thoughts on Keontae Ingram, who flashed on Saturday. Uh, but you know, sticking with the Kyler Murray thing, so it is it is minimum five days, and as Coach said, he can test out of that. But it's like, okay, so he was he was feeling poor enough, and low-tone Capone pointed out poor, probably a poor choice of words with Kyler Murray. He's not going to be poor another day in his life, $230.5 million. Uh, but, you know, Kyler Murray not feeling well enough to get tested. So if he's feeling good enough maybe in three days, and they're like, okay, let's test him, they'll do it. But otherwise, they're just going to ride out those five days, and then they'll bring him along slowly. He could be, I mean, as far as the time frame, it works out for red and white. But, you know, he's got to be feeling up to you know participating in that practice that scrimmage and at this point in the season why push it why not be as precautious as possible you know that Colt McCoy you can get a better look at Trace McSorley and and those other guys as far as this offense goes Johnny well and you saw last year Kyler didn't play in the preseason they held him out for a ton of time during the regular season when he had his ankle they do not push anything uh, which is why I'm sad for the fan base because I have there's I, like I think there's three a- other practices after Saturday that they the public will be open to the we'll public, like, yeah. So they they'll they'll be able to get a glimpse. I would I'm yeah. almost sure. Of well, I don't know. Them. I think it's a conspiracy theory. Now that they're paying this money, Michael Bidwell and company are saying you want to see Kyler Murray throw the football, you got to pay me do- uh, bottom dollar. You got to pay. <laughs> you got to pay for <laughs> regular season tickets, tickets or preseason tickets. See Kyler Murray pay. <laughs> Last last Saturday was a sore arm. By the way, I did find it interesting. I heard on NFL Network because Cliff Kingsbury is being interviewed by Kurt Warner and a reporter, and they alluded mm-hmm. to Kyler Murray having a wrist thing. And would he have thrown today if he wouldn't have had COVID? And Kingsbury said some light throwing. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Kyler got dinged up on the wrist, which kind of alluded to the arm fatigue he felt on Saturday. So maybe all in all, this is kind of a blessing in disguise. Like he's been throwing a lot. He's been pushing himself this offseason. You'd love to see it. He's in phenomenal shape. If you have an opportunity to see him at all, he looks bigger. Uh, and he's been throwing a ton to the rookies, they said on Saturday. So maybe Damien, it's just take a week off, be at home. Don't, you know, don't turn on the Xbox the whole time and, and, just, <laughs> and rest up for the home stretch here as we get ready for September. You know, get a couple hours of studying in, Johnny. You know what I mean? Look the gift <laughs> course in the mouth and just, I'd say rest, right? You know, stay in communication. Hey, I'm sure, I'm, I, right, yeah. I'm sure that they have the means for him to connect to the meetings virtually, right? So he's always looking at timing, looking at defenses, and they have a whole catalog of, uh, you know, information and games for him to reference. But I think that he just has to sit back you know, can take his vitamins, whatever they is, give them, you know, the antibiotic rest, IV drip, whatever, whatever the protocol is nowadays that I'm sure he has access to the best of the best. Right. So do whatever it is, rest, get back when he can. I I think the fans understand it does suck, but I think most importantly that he straps up game one against Patrick Mahomes and company. There has never been a better ad transition read than I'm about to do. (laughs) Kyler Murray has COVID. He is supposedly doing better than can be expected in part because he's vaccinated COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster 
Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest you. Again, get your booster, get your vaccine, come hang out with us. We're going to be at the Red and White Practice on Saturday hanging out. We're going to do our first post-game show, one of many this year, hopefully en route to the Super Bowl in Glendale. But yeah, first post-game this Saturday after Red and White. Come hang out, come kick it, get your vaccine first, stay healthy and safe. Maybe you can take more of a holistic approach to feeling better. Maybe uh, tap into some OGs, of course, our partner OGs Brands. And I talked about the Four Peaks uh, flavor of the month or the the sweepstakes we have going on with Four Peaks, but we've got the uh, sweepstakes going on flavoring life sweepstakes with OGs. One winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OGs hat as well, PHNX shirt of your choice, and of course that PHNX annual membership. Just throwing those out there, man, and those are valuable. Sign up at gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes, also below us here in the show notes and in the uh, podcast show notes. Check out OGs online as well, ogsbrands.com, and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find the products in your local dispensary. And like Four Peaks, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. We did also get some insight on why we haven't seen Kyler Murray's uh, blindside protector, left tackle, DJ Humphreys. DJ Humphreys has been out with a GI infection. So that's what's been sidelining him. That's the sickness that he's been dealing with. So he's been out all training camp, Johnny and Damian. Uh, something that's not, of course, going to be, you know, he, he's out there. He's in his jersey. He's in, in his shorts, but he's just sidelined still. And that type of sickness, a stomach virus, isn't going to uh, – nobody's probably going to pick that up. It's not going to be anything that anybody's going to catch from DJ Humphreys. Damien, you weren't here last week. I feel like a big-time asshole because I did not think he was sick. I thought DJ Humphreys <laughs> was a hold-in because right. I think th- – we all think sick. First of all, that's like the 5% chance. I think Bo and I even speculated that Saturday. If he was sick but he was present, he was around the guys, it'll probably be something GI. But, of course, it's not going to be that. He's doing a hold in, right? He's due $20 million. He's a free agent to be. If he had COVID or a sinus infection, they'd say stay a hell away from the facility. So I need to formally apologize to Hum TJ Humphreys. Please get back, get healthy. Uh, I hope those are, those can be super nasty. So uh, I'm glad to see, you know, all is well from a contract standpoint. But uh, DJ, my, my sincerest apologies. I uh, will take off my tinfoil hat now, Damien. Poor guy's shitting himself, and you're giving him shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was going to say, anybody dealing with bubble guts as an adult is, is a problem. So I wish my guys some Imodium, some antibiotics, and whatever else you need to get you feeling right so you can protect Kyler Murray. James Conner could do his thing. This this Cardinals offense, which I'm most excited about, guys. And I know yes, that we've yes. been about these other stories you know, across, but to have Rodney back, have Kyler in the fold, all these offensive weapons. You know, D-Hop or not, I mean, D-Hop is a GOAT, right? It goes without saying, but we know that this team is going to have to play six games without DeAndre Hopkins, and they got some stars still. And I'm, I'm anxious to see, is it going to be? And, I, Johnny, I, I noticed you've been tweeting. I, I think I, I see that you're, you're developing a love affair with Rondell Moore. Uh, mm. I've been noticing. I love I've been all noticing. the wideouts. Give me all the weapons. I love <laughs> uh, them all. I, tell me how Trey McBride's looking, though. Like, tell me how uh, Trey's looking. Well, it's like Bo put it best when we were watching him Saturday. They just have not had something like this before. Somebody this big, this fast, this physical. And you just looked over and they're running team and he's with the ones. Now, I don't know if it was for the duration of the ones, probably some sub packages. He's running out routes. He's running flat, flat routes with, with ones. Now, Max Williams is a healthy 
Daryl Daniels is still a really good player. Actually had a nice catch and run Saturday as well, Bo. But I mean, like that tandem of Zach Ertz and Trey McBride by season. No problem. I, it, it will be the best tight end tandem, I think, in the NFC easily. I mean, they've got they've got pass catchers all over this offense. I, I mean, I watched, uh, you know, Eno's been catching balls out of the backfield. James Conner looks smooth catching the ball out of the backfield today. Nice pass and catch from, uh, from Colt McCoy, one of the few that he put up today that weren't, you know, picked off by the opposing defense. But James Conner looks good. But Trey McBride looks – he's kind of built like James Conner. I mean, he's not – not to – I don't – that's not indictment on, on Conner. Conner's yoked, yoked out of his mind. He's in the best shape of his career, I'm sure. And he's always been in great shape. But just – he, he's kind of built like a running back. We're not, not, not like your traditionally tall tight ends. A little bit – what is he, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, Johnny? Um, yeah. So he's not like the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, tall, he's six, you know, three. He's, he's box guys out six, type. Three. He just looks – he's more stockier – more built like a, a back more so than, than a tight end from what who, I've seen. Who was that tight end that we saw out of uh, Washington? He went – I forget what school, but he was a beast. He was in the Reebok commercials catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I had it in my notes to bring it up, but I couldn't remember his name. Uh, remember he was a beast. Like he was in that hybrid type of initially the Y where they start splitting them out and mm-hmm. you saw him do it with Dallas Clark in uh, Indy. Are you talking about like Chris was, Cooley? Cooley, yes. Yeah. Do you see Do you see him in that type of role, Yeah, Bo? That'd yeah, be great. I mean, that would be an awesome role for, for a guy like Trey McBride. I think that's a great call, DA. I hadn't even thought about that. But, you know, Cooley, yeah, you're playing that. It was the H-back yeah, uh, yep. coming out mm-hmm. of the backfield, you know, also playing off the line a little bit as a traditional yeah, tight end. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. For I think that would be a nice little wrinkle to this offense. But uh, uh, as far as today went, you know, no Kyler Murray back there. You had Colt McCoy. Uh, we saw Zayvon Collins uh, posted the video up there. Zayvon Collins was going 100 10 miles per hour on some pass rush drills and nearly took out our, our camera person, Emma. He went flying into some tackling dummies behind it. Couldn't slow down. JJ Watt was astounded by it. Um, you had uh, Isaiah Simmons continues to work with the safeties and work out, do drills with the safeties. So I'm playing a lot of slot corner on Saturday, Johnny. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it just, he's on the back end of this defense now. I mean, yeah. safe to say. Yeah, and I think some people were pushing back because, you know, I said something during our live hit at the end of the day Saturday that he's playing predominantly safety. He's, but when he plays linebacker, it's on third down and it's to cover folks. It's not yeah. to be a run downhill linebacker. So, I mean, and they used to do that with a lot of safeties. We talked about it with Adrian Wilson on Saturday. He's playing in coverage, right? That doesn't mean he can't help in run support when needed on the edge on the perimeter, but he is so gifted, and they feel like his best attribute is to be a difference maker in the secondary. That's where they're going to play him. And I think in part because of the confidence that they're seeing with somebody like Zayvon Collins. We connected with Vance Joseph in that press conference on Saturday, and he was as glowing about Zayvon Collins as, as I've heard him since he's been on the team. Maybe you know more so even that Week 17 game against Dallas last year where he had a really nice afternoon. He knows the playbook. He can, he can just go out there and be a football player. He may or may not call plays. I think, you know, myself included, we got hung up too much on that. This defense is very complicated. That's why it takes a, you know, a f- fourth-year vet and, and Jalen Thompson, who's been under Vance Joseph his entire career, to be able to call it. But at least four hours a week to study. That's right. For at least four hours a week. Goodness, Damian, aren't you glad you missed that last week? Uh, Zayvon <laughs> Collins, to me, he's leading the linebacker drills. He is by far. It's not even close. He is the most gifted linebacker that they have on the team. He's in an A tier, and 
with respect to everybody else, they, they're good NFL players. They're on the team. They are, they are in C-tiers. They're C-tier linebackers. Nick Vigil, everybody else in that, Tanner Vallejo, they do not sniff his athletic ability or his okay. flipping size. Okay, Johnny, and, and, and I will agree with you on that. However, we need to see that come the first-round right. draft. And that's what Van said. He needs to play. He has to play. Right. And, I mean, you can only get experience by playing. And I think yes. that he – that's when you see the biggest jump for players, mostly from year one to year two. So I'm anxious to see – if you got a head coach who's seen a lot of shit over the years, right, for him to be, to your point, Johnny, glowing about a player and seeing the progress that he's made over his time spending and with I'm him. And I'm so and the proud of Zabin. You yeah. love I mean, that. right. I mean, because first they're going to, you know, rip you down before they build you up. And I think that they know that they need him and guys like him and Isaiah Simmons, who are that hybrid, who you can put at multiple positions. And one thing that I think that Simmons is going to eat on, it's one thing that the defense does is call like a check blitz. Right. So depending Mm -hmm. upon their coverage, depending upon, you know, what they have in terms of responsibility, if the running back stays in or if the quarterback drops back, they're blitzing. Right. So I think that. Isaiah is going to have that ability one-on-one. He's going to think that I'm going to beat majority of every running back in the National Football League with the exception of Derrick Henry, who's not the best pass blocker, right? But with his athleticism, with his length, he's going to win those one-on-one matchups. And I think that's what why they're molding him and transitioning him into that safety, guys, because we know third down, right? That's traditionally where you're going to go out and win those matchups against the best tight ends in the league. But he can do that given his skill set. But, you know, back to Zaven, I think what – Stumbled him initially was that we talk about it too much information paralysis by analysis. He's thinking too much. He can't, he just wants to go out there and hit guys. But once he slows down and he sees and understands the game, that's when you get to see that athleticism that you talk about, Johnny. Uh, Clay Coleman in the chat. I want to get to this really quick. He says, explain your tweet, Johnny, about Rondell Moore catching a lot of underneath passes. I tweeted this out Saturday because, yeah, Rondell, majority of his catches were about five yards deep at the line of scrimmage, maybe a little bit further. I know Bo's seen him go deep a couple times, but that, I think those were in mostly in drills. A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Antoine Wesley, and Hollywood Brown are outside receivers for this team. So who's playing underneath? Rondell Moore. Now, it might he might have some routes outside, Bo. But there, but he's underneath. Every time I watched him Saturday, he was underneath in team. No, I don't know. I mean, if Saturday also he was he was lining up outside. You you had DeAndre I, Hopkins in the slot when Isaiah was covered in formation practice. Yeah, I mean it's they're gonna move. It seems like they're gonna move guys all around. They're gonna be versatile. And DeAndre well, Hopkins not, thrived not in Houston wood. like that. I mean well, DeAndre not. Hopkins before that, a ton of his targets came out of the slot. Uh, I was wondering. I mean, if- hey. And guys, just with Rondell, I mean, I think that that fits his skill set best. I mean, like I said, I have a heavy dose of him just from the college, but just using him on those rub routes where they could create interference, get him wide open, get a Johnny to your point, get him a five to a 10 yard catch. And I then he can take off more than the the horizontal screens. I don't mind quick. I I don't mind quick routes. I agree. I agree. I think that he will eat on the rub routes because there will be so much going on. And Cliff does a great job drawing up plays. Because he's built like a, a a smaller running back. And so sure. I think where the frustration was last year, and everybody saw it, and I don't know if it's been on display or not every day at camp, but just leaving him out to dry bow on those quick horizontal passes, those quick screens where he had no room to operate. At least you get in the ball even 5 to 10 yards downfield in space. space. We in all space. agree that he's got better yak ability than Christian Kirk, and he's gonna—he's Kingsbury's already confirmed he's gonna play Christian Kirk's role. Honey, uh, rumor <laughs> has it is that was your role when you played in high school. It was like kind of no, I, more slot, mini, miniature guy. No, with the neck roll though. 
What's a neck roll? What's I did not roll? have a neck roll. Never had a neck roll. I, do I need to pull up some game tape? I might have to get a call mom I'm and sorry. dad. I had to pop on because I haven't seen my guy Damien in like, you know, it feels like a couple months, man. It's so been welcome a while, back, I appreciate yeah, you. Of course. Always. Always. Glad to be back. Neck Johnny, roll. you shouldn't have. I mean, you can dragged for your no high No neck roll days. ever, Johnny? Johnny never. No I hated ever. that look. I had long hair, though. It came and touched my shoulder pad. So why would but I want to cover that with a neck roll? But that was better than the neck roll. Hair flex there. He did think he was a man. I'm 5'6, but I will never <laughs> ever go bald. I will never ever go bald. Respect that. Respect that. Couple Respect things though. The the Zaven Isaiah stuff. Like people took it as an indictment with when Vance Joseph talked in the press conference and, and I saw it as far as because I tweeted out and I'm just reporting some things and people take it as, as Vance kind of crushing his guys like Isaiah in his third year. He says these are two guys who are in completely different paths right now, different stages of their career. Isaiah is at the where he needs to build his football IQ. It's not saying he doesn't, he lacks football IQ. He just needs to be, you know, trending in the right direction as far as what his knowledge of the game and where he needs to be on the field. And then he's, and as to what you guys were saying, Zaven just needs to freaking play. That's it. He just needs to get out there and get those reps. Also, what we learned from, from Vance Joseph is for a pair of rookie pass rushers that we've been kind of following. Sounds like BJ Sanders has the edge on Cameron Thomas. Didn't you get that sense, Johnny, as far as what BJ had to say about those two guys? Yeah, and that's not an indictment of Cameron Thomas because he was drafted before him. Cameron Thomas, you got to remember, has never stood up at the collegiate level and then as, is trying to learn that now as a stand-up at 3-4 outside linebacker in the NFL. Maji Sanders stood up a lot at Cincinnati. Like this, this was somebody that if his speed could translate, and it did. And by the way, if you didn't see the video Bo posted, I think of Byron Murphy's pick in the end zone. Watch what Maji Sanders does to Kelvin Beecham hmm. on the edge. That very, very promising. That that's got to get you fired up. So he was more pro ready. Obviously played at a higher level of competition. Cincinnati's in, in the running for a national championship somehow. Cameron Thomas, to me, he says he's just trying to control his strength, I think is what Vance mentioned to us, Bo. But, I, you know, I initially thought when they drafted him, I thought he was going to be a five technique. I thought he'd bulk up a little bit and play like kind of the Zach Allen role, but they're going to keep him an outside linebacker. But Maje, to me, of all of the rookies that they have, I think, you know, coupled with Trey McBride has a chance, certainly on defense, has a chance to be the standout this year of this rookie class. Like if, if we looked up Damien at the end of the year and Maji Sanders had like seven sacks in this defense, I, I would not be surprised because you just, you can't teach elite speed and that feel for the pass rush that some guys just have innately. Guys, you bring up some great points and there's two different categories to these players, right? One's a motor guy with great strength and the other one's athleticism and speed, right? Length, yeah. bend. We've heard Steve Kahn talk about that. The stuff that you can't really coach, right? When, you, yeah. you, when you're bending the corner and, and dipping your hips and dipping your shoulder and things of that nature, and it, rather than trying to just run straight over a guy, right? And controlling your, your strength means that you got to know what to do, when to do it, not just try and, you know, bulldoze a guy or bull rush a guy, right? And, and Sanders just looks more fluid and he knows how to, you know, use his athleticism to set guys up, beat them. And I think his play just looks more fluid, Johnny. That's why he's having so much success right now. And usually those guys that are motor guys, they'll win initially, but they have to get better to in order to beat those guys because they know what they're going to do. They don't have a plethora of right their their repertoire in terms of coming in and tackling would be tackles, right? So they need to develop their game. And, you know, your bull rush is only going to get you so far. But if you've got some moves, you've got some athleticism, you can win those crossover battles and get to the quarterback and or get pressure because they're going to need one of those two to step up. Definitely. 
Well, we always talked about it, Bo. Like those are lottery ticket picks, even in their third round. Mm-hmm. If you hit on one of those two guys, that's that's a successful round for especially with how the Cardinals draft. He dominated the combine. I think his 20 yard shuttle was like four three. He ran a four six seven. He's got he's six four and a half. He has elite traits. And you and yes. you're seeing that now, just like Marco Wilson has elite traits for the cornerback position. Uh, I, I'm bullish from what I'm seeing. Again, that's why we talk about it. I'm okay with this defense struggling the first six, eight, ten weeks of the season, but growing and, and Xavier going in. Well, I mean, on, let's be realistic. Look at their schedule and look at the Pro Bowl quarterbacks they face. Let Zavin and Isaiah and Maji Sanders and all these young guys come in and play a role, carve out a niche, right? If it's Maji on third down, whatever. So then you're trending in the right direction. Don't put veterans on one-year contracts over these kids, and then it's too late, and then we have these – but we have these same questions every offseason. That's that's such a waste. That's such yeah. a waste. It's, I think the only guy I've, I've liked what I've seen from as far as one of those veterans would be Dennis Gardeck. I mean, I, I don't know if, if Devon Kennard really gets the opportunity. Is he a guy that's fringe roster guy right now, DK? Well, can, Gardeck got that three-year deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gardeck got three years, twelve million. Uh, Devon Kennard was cut and then re-signed at a at a cheaper price. I gotta imagine Kennard's got to have a big preseason. But you know, you talk about the first six, ten weeks of the season, and that's that's way too long, in my opinion, for a defense to kind of find itself, Johnny. I mean, but yeah. the one thing the Arizona Cardinals are going to have opposite Marcus Golden, who had an interesting post on his social media today. We can get before we get out of here, but they're going to have some athletes coming at you on the other side of Marcus Gold. They're going to have, as you mentioned, like Zayvon Collins. Watch that video on my on my Twitter again today. I mean, just imagine that coming around the corner. That's, that's good enough to get to an NFL quarterback, that kind of speed, that kind of bend, that just uh, reckless at times. And like I said, he, he, uh, he sold out as a yard sale into the tackling dummies from Zayvon Collins, and then that Isaiah Simmons is going to get edge rush opportunities as well. Like those two guys, Maje Sanders – it's like if you're a D, if you're an offensive coordinator, that's a lot to keep up with. A lot of speed and athleticism coming from a rotation. If you're not paying a guy 17, 18 million dollars like Vegas is with Chandler Jones, why not just flood it with numbers and, and speed? No, I like that, Bo. I mean, I think that you should just play until, you know, let it be competition, right? Like if, yep. if, if everything's even, let the guys go out there and compete. And I think having two young bucks out there, they're going to feed off one another. And as you mentioned, throwing Zavin in the mix. I think it's a, it could be some great combinations. We talk about offensively, Cliff Kingsbury being able to do, you know, all these plethora of moving the offense around, getting guys the ball. They're going to need to do that offensively because, and I know that you're talking about Marcus's, you know, I think I saw it today too, Bo, about being, you know, underappreciated or disrespected. Like the dude is continuing to produce, give him his respect, give him his flowers. I mean, he's continuing to show people that he's, you should acknowledge him on the defensive line. I mean, no one yep. just goes out there and gets double-digit sacks for no reason, but I know he was in the shadow of one Chandler Jones. He's gone now, and it's his time to shine. And, I mean, he has a great opportunity because they're so, as we talked about, leveraged offensively, and everyone thinks, like, oh, if the defense gives up 20 points, offense should score 28, we'll be all right. So this is an opportunity to, you know, under-promise and over-perform for, for Marcus and company. Yeah, I mean, the big thing about that, though, I mean, as far as the 20 points is were they able to get off the field? Because, I mean, we've seen, you know, if you're in the right ballpark on. of those points and it looks like Thursday night with Green Bay and they're just 
moving the ball down the offense and just crushing you as far as time of possession. I mean, if it's it's one thing if you're giving up quick scores, but if you're giving up long scoring drives, it, it's tough, and it will keep your main weapon, Kyler Murray, yeah. at bay because he can't get on the damn field. That's going to be key. I think there were a lot of drives like that at the end of the season that were just backbreaking for this team that they can't duplicate that here in 2022 underpaid underappreciated undervalued, but I'm still working. That's what uh, the junkyard dog. That was his tweet today. You talk about the anchors of the locker room. Steve Kime brought this guy back. It was a mistake to let him go once upon a time. He's a seamless fit, not only on this team, but in the, in the community uh, he's ingratiated himself. He's part of Steve Kime's most successful draft class, the 2015 class that was with Humphreys, David Johnson. Uh, I, I, if he comes out and balls again this year, I don't know how you don't extend him. Uh, and then you got these two young kids to, to them parlay, and, and it's not a, a huge need next offseason. Johnny, um, I'm just going to throw this out there because I know that you're part of – you're from Southern Illinois. You've been to Missouri, Illinois? I mean, I ha- okay. Missouri, St. Louis. And for a person to make it out of Missouri, St. Oh, my Louis, God. It, like, I'm going to bet on him every time, John. Absolutely. He's, I'm going to bet and, on Marcus every time. I'll never forget that draft class, 2015. Everybody loved Shane Ray. You guys remember Shane Ray? Yes, he was yeah, the yes. first-round prospect. Yep. And the Broncos traded up in front of Steve Kime to get Shane Ray. And then the Cardinals, you know, held back. They took DJ Humphreys. They Same took Marcus school. Golden. Yeah. Both Missouri. Took Marcus Golden in the second round. And he's gone on to be a significantly better player significantly better pro and this isn't a not even a question like, yeah not yeah even a question. it's not even close and you and he doesn't have you know a tenth of of his chain race physical stature you look at marcus you go and watch these practices you know he, he looks impressive he's an nfl player but he's not built like a cameron thomas or somebody all like that effort, all effort but you can't you can't measure a guy's heart he's all heart he's the kind of players that you want around this team uh and he's somebody i can't wait to see this fall i can't wait to see everybody hanging out with us here in the fall, PHNX Cardinals live. We're hoping to have some tailgate events. We're hoping to have a bar at some point. Again, I mentioned it, Bo and I are going to be at the Red and White practice on Saturday. Come say what's up. Just a shameless plug, PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Just 30 followers away from 5,000. You have not followed us. Please go do that now. I don't care if you guys go make fake accounts to get do us it. there right now. I'll, I encourage I'll, it. I'll shill right now. Go make a fake account <laughs> and follow PHNX underscore Cardinals. But with your real accounts, go subscribe to the podcast, like this YouTube video so it gets shared around. We got so much good stuff. You don't want to miss it. Bo's recaps of uh, training camp. You can find those at gophnx.com. Become a member. 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month. Pick up some gear like this fresh lid from the PHNX merchandise locker. Gentlemen, we are back tomorrow. Manana, Bo's back at practice. Hopefully, Get some good news on uh, maybe a Hollywood Brown, maybe a DJ Humphreys. But until then, I'm Johnny Venerable, returning DA Damian Anderson. Bo Brock, we will see you later. Take care, everybody.